Welcome back to our Sound Learning Podcast with Proteo Audio Learning. I'm Christine and my husband, Russell Collingworth. Hi again. It's been about six weeks since we uploaded our first episode. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to that, go back and listen to it because it's on what the aliens taught us about learning. Yeah, last time we said we were going to be interviewing Brian and Laura Friedrich, who are our ethics experts, but they've been really busy speaking and training all over the world, so scheduling them has been a bit of a challenge. So while we wait to get an interview with Brian and Laura, we were lucky enough to get in touch with Bruce Fern. Bruce is the instructor for two of our courses, Client Acquisition and Talent Magnet, which we'll be talking about in this episode as well as exploring his background and his experience. And here's some wisdom when it comes to leadership and success in business. So to start off our interview, we asked Bruce about his background and experience and how he became involved in behavioral science and leadership. My name is Bruce Fern, and I'm the president of a company called Change Ready Solutions, located in the United States, but we work internationally. My background Um, comes from a hybrid of both the behavioral sciences and uh, hardcore business. I started off as a behavioral scientist, and pretty soon I found out that many of the behavioral sciences focus on the complex workings of the human mind. And when it comes to growth, it really is about symptom removal, right? Certainly as a psychotherapist. Um, That's what we're trained to do, how to help somebody not be afraid of driving over the bridge or stop doing deep criticism of themselves. Mm -hmm. And I found pretty quickly that um, while that was such important work, it didn't call to me. It didn't call to me until I got involved in business and started looking at leadership development. And in leadership development, the focus of leadership development is helping leaders grow. And pretty quickly, if you get in this field, you realize you cannot grow as a leader without also growing as a human being. Mm -hmm. So by taking the realities of behavioral science, combining them with the challenges of business, and blending it all together to look at how do leaders grow, I'm sort of that odd mix and hybrid of those disciplines. Nice, interesting mix, Bruce. Yeah, thank you. I I believe that shows up in how you uh, write courses and deliver them, but we'll get to that. Okay. Well, I I think you're right, Christine. I'm always looking at things from the human growth angle, from the what did the behavioral scientists reveal to us angle, but also having been an executive in some of the largest and most demanding organizations in the world, um, I can't help but blend that with how do you get stuff done? How do you achieve goals? How do you be be strategic, right? How do you accomplish difficult challenges and with little resources uh, in in a way that still makes you as a leader shine? So, mm-hmm. yeah, the question that's coming to my mind, uh, Bruce, is, you know, in your in your experience, you know, what challenges do you think organizations have in growing leaders? Do you think it's happening well? Is it are organizations doing a good job, or, or what are the problems involved in growing leaders? Russell, it's a very deep question. 
So I love it. It's 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 a deep question because there is no lack of leadership development training. Yeah. Courses, books. Oh my God, how many books are there on, <laughs> yeah. on leadership? Yeah. There's no absence of that, nor has there been for decades. And yet, if you go to the average organization and take a hard look at the effectiveness of people in supervisory, managerial, and executive positions, you'll see there's a lot lacking. Yeah. Because taking a course doesn't necessarily translate into growing. But taking a course that challenges you and gives you new ways of thinking and goes deep into an immersive experience, that can help leaders grow. Yeah. So I think that, uh, yeah, there's a lot of opportunity to help our leaders get better. Yeah, and I think you touched on it earlier with uh, with their, you can't grow as a leader unless you grow as a person. And I think I think a lot of us struggle with that personal growth. We want it, but are we willing to do the hard work to achieve it, I think, you know? Right, yeah, and it's well said, Russell, it is hard work, right? It's yeah. hard work to look at ourselves, be uh, not be defensive in seeing where our areas for improvement are, um, being transparent, being authentic. Uh, being willing to trust and, uh, and and trust and be trusted by others. Those are all very difficult things. And yet in the courses that we have created together, the three of us, um, that's exactly where we go. Mm-hmm. It's not about academic learning. It's always about you, the learner, the human being, the leader, and what do you have to do to get better? Yeah, excellent. So you've got two courses with us that you've developed. One is Talent Magnet, which is about attracting and retaining top talent. And then the other one is Client Acquisition, which we'll talk about separately. But um, can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you got involved in talent retention, you know, with the Talent Magnet course? Uh, Yes, Russell. And it's actually an interesting story. When I was uh, growing up in business, one of the organizations that I spent probably the most time with was a company that was, we were the number three leadership development company in the United States. Uh, In that work that we did, um, there was a woman who was running the West Coast. I was the executive vice president of consulting. She went out on her own, but we stayed as friends and did projects together. And then eventually I went out on my own also. She came to me one day and she said, there's this company called Sun Microsystems, and uh, they have a problem. Their problem is that their people leave. Now, these were scientists, right? So we know that technical professionals will leave more easily than your average employee if they feel they have better opportunities to learn and get scientific recognition for their work at another company. So she said, they're losing their people. And this is exactly what she said. And she said, they have some intuition that it has something to do with the manager. <laughs> so after I stopped laughing, I said, it has everything to do with the manager. Yeah. And at the time, there was no programming or courses on retaining people. So we worked with Sun and developed a solution that they said was dramatically impactful on their managers and turned their company around in terms of employee retention. And then this this woman and I said, this is not a project for this client. This is a solution for the whole marketplace where people have valuable folks that they don't want to lose. So we took that work, of course, with Sun's permission, 
and created a course called Retaining Top Talent. And um, we, I delivered that course around the world to some of the largest technology companies, both uh, middle, top, and executive leaders. And we saw that that was a powerful, it contained a powerful set of principles to help leaders more effectively keep their people, keep them engaged, and keep them motivated. So when the time came for us at Proteo to decide what solutions might be most valuable, we took a look at this concept and we said, let's do it, but let's create the modern version of retaining top talent. Let's factor in the newest issues that challenge businesses around how to keep people. Let's give them new thinking and new solutions. And then jointly, we created Talent Mac. Tell us a bit about your experience in uh, researching and interviewing experts and, and how that was for you in creating Talent Magnet. I had the opportunity, and I have to praise Proteo for this. Um, Proteo does some things that most other companies don't bother doing. Because Proteo truly is an immersive, storytelling, mind-shifting experience, right? We know that one of the ways to add value to that is by bringing in other voices who have other perspectives and who have expertise. And so based on your prompting and support, I reached out to some of the top leaders in the field that I knew, many of whom had classic thinking and many of whom had very new, divergent, innovative thinking about retaining talent, about the ability to attract and retain uh, high-value employees. And so we reached out to those people, and throughout that course are snippets of their wisdoms, their insights, their stories. And I would more I marveled. I mean, I know these people, that's why I reached out to them, but I marveled at some of the ways that they were thinking about our topic and some of the wisdom that they shared. Thanks. Uh, I think it was enjoyable for us too. And both Christine and I, you know, we always learn a lot from uh, just listening to the our instructors like you and what you have to teach. Right. I just wanted to, to touch on my experience working with you, Bruce, was, was uh, you're so wanting to learn. And that was our uh, that was our second course uh, that we put together. Is that correct? It was our second course we put together. Yes. You know, you just told me I am just here to learn and to do the best course that we could do. And you know, the uh, ratings for both of your courses are excellent and consistently excellent. You are a great storyteller. So we start the course off with a story and it feels like you're kind of continually telling a story as you go through. That's just what it feels like. It feels like sitting with you on the couch, uh, just just listening to you tell story after story and winding in experts and, you know, with your wisdom points and, and your quizzes <laughs> and in, in your courses, it doesn't go uh, more than a few minutes uh, without something else to intrigue the listener and to solidify the learning. So so thank you for being so teachable. Well, well Christine, um, I'm glad you bring that up because I have been delivering learning in the forms of large group training, uh, small group training, one-on-one -on -one coaching for all my career. When I started working with you and Russell in Proteo, 
you've really presented to me a new standard of learning, a new way of thinking about how to help our learners be engaged and be involved with the learning, right? You, you folks have something that nobody else has, right? mm-hmm. which, is, which is a sensitivity to what it is to the, the listener needs to hear to make them say, oh, that's interesting. That's a great point. I never thought about that. But to make sure you're doing it every one to two minutes. With Protea, it's every minute. Is there a story we could tell about this? Is there a scene we can mm-hmm. create about this? Is there sounds yeah. as part of the experience that we could help the learner feel like, oh my God, I'm 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 in the jungle listening to, <laughs> to, to a Zen master, right? Or uh, I'm in a factory dealing with uh, busy people, right? And and so it, in some ways, I think it goes deeper than a video might ever go. Because you're inviting the person's perception mm-hmm. to join you on a journey in a special space. And uh, I never learned that until I started working with you both. Oh, so, yeah. So, yeah. Well, thank you. I love telling stories. So that makes it a little bit easier. And so uh, I don't know if this is relevant, but um, uh, I've been in my life a composer. So when my the way that we built the proto courses together was often the way I would compose a piece of music. Um, it had structure, it had uh, dynamics, right? For musicians out there, a change in tone. You know, if you have a piece that's loud throughout the whole piece, that's one thing. But if you have a piece that starts with an engaging tone and then goes fast, 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 and then slows down and then comes to a culmination with a powerful, powerful, Finale, right? I, the principles that guided me in composition also helped me build the proteo courses with you. Oh, interesting. That's you know, that's we, really interesting. I, you hadn't mentioned that before. That's true. I think Bruce. I think we, you know, as a, as Christine and I, you know, we love we love that you get it so deeply at a, such a deep level because it is a it is a new way of learning and and we do find it difficult for people to get it which is part of why we created this podcast is to help people understand what we're trying to create. We are going to stop there and play the first module of Talent Magnet, Attracting, Developing, and Retaining High-Value Employees, written and narrated by Bruce Fern. I produced the audio, and we really hope you enjoy it. As our scene starts, a young, bright, but a bit cocky student of Zen enters the room in a monastery of an older, wise Zen teacher. This is the first time they're meeting. I understand you wanted to see me. Come in. The student sits down and says with some pride in his voice, I want you to know that I have studied all of the Buddhist scriptures. I meditate four hours a day. I also chant for even more hours each day. I know a great deal about Zen Buddhism, but I heard you know a lot also, so I thought I might learn a little bit from you. The master looks at the student for a long time before saying, Would you like some tea? Oh, okay. The Zen master begins pouring the tea slowly and mindfully into the student's cup. When the tea gets to the top of the cup, instead of stopping, 
The master keeps pouring as the tea pours onto the table and then even onto the floor. Hey, you're pouring the tea and the teacup is full and it's spilling out of the cup and onto the floor. Right, that is your first lesson. When you get it, come back to me. The student leaves perplexed. He comes back a few days later, but this time his demeanor is more humble. After he settles himself down, he says to the master, I think I got it. I came to meet with you, pretty filled with myself, and telling you how much I knew, so anything you had to offer me would have fallen on deaf ears. The same way the tea couldn't get into an already filled cup. That's it. So why did I begin with this story? I'll tell you in a minute. Welcome to the course entitled Talent Magnet, Attracting, Developing, and Retaining High-Value Employees. In this first module, you'll get an overview of this powerful course and why it's so important. We'll discuss how to optimize the value from the entire program and I will introduce you to a team from Alliance Resources that will take us along their often bumpy but highly informative talent journey. You made the right choice in selecting this course because if you're a manager, it will help you attract, develop, and retain high-valued employees so your team can operate at a higher level. Doing more and doing it well, making better contributions to your organization. And when your team wins, you win. And if you're not yet a manager but want to be, this course will accelerate your development as a future leader. My name is Bruce Fern, and I'm the president of Change Ready Solutions, a company that shows managers how to use divergent thinking from diverse people to solve complex new problems. My expertise is in leadership development, diversity and equity, and employee engagement and retention. I've had the honor of working with some of the greatest pace-setting companies in the world, such as IBM, Citicorp, and Pfizer Pharmaceuticals. And I hope to give you all the wisdom I can in our brief time together. A moment ago, I said you made the right choice in selecting this course, and here's some evidence. A study conducted by LinkedIn Learning validated that attracting, developing, and retaining high-value, talented employees is important to most organizations. Now, throughout this Proteo course, I'm going to give you several fun and interesting pop quizzes. And when I do this, you will hear this sound. So here's the quiz question. What percent of executives say that talent is the number one priority at their company? The answer, 81%. Well, financial impact is another reason why attracting, developing, and retaining talent is an important topic. So what does it cost an organization when we lose a good employee? The impact of a valued employee leaving is dramatic. The loss includes wasted money recruiting that employee, wasted time training and onboarding that employee, lost time and effort in building relationships, the impact on customers, particularly if the employee was in a customer-facing role, and the lost productivity from the time the position is vacated to the time the new employee is up to speed. 
all of which can be many months. Josh Burson, a well-known HR and organization leader, calculates that it's easily 1.5 to 2 times the cost of a person's salary, as stated in the Huffington Post article on how much employee turnover really costs. A paper from the Center for American Progress, referencing 11 research papers published over a 15-year period, reported that the average economic cost to a company of losing a skilled employee is 213% of one year's compensation for that role. All of this validates the importance of retaining talent, but you don't need to hear these numbers if you've personally lost a valued employee and experienced the highly negative impact on productivity that comes with that loss. And retaining people is not easy. Let's hear about this from Alvin Lee, Director of Human Resources at the Rolls-Holman Institute of Technology, as he speaks about the challenges of retaining high-value employees. Finding top talent is not the issue. It's retaining top talent is the issue. What we've found in the last five or 10 years, and I think research would bear this out, top talent has choices. Uh, top talent can decide that I don't want to work for a Fortune 500 company. I want to work for a Fortune 50 company, or I don't even want to work for a corporate company at all. I want to start my own. Uh, I think research suggests to us that this is one of the challenges now with women uh, in key leadership roles. Um, the notion is they have choices about working in a structured environment as opposed to starting something in their own. Uh, when we get into the diversity inclusion piece of top talent, I think that's the same uh, challenge. Uh, people of color, women have choices, small organizations, large organizations, East Coast, West Coast. Uh, it will be interesting as we come out of the pandemic uh, the notion about how top talent views working from home and working remotely as opposed to working in an office and a structured environment as well. But I think the key to me is, is, is choice. To counteract that, in this course, we will explore how to use time-tested and innovative ways to attract talent, how to identify, find, and acquire high-value employees, and easy ways to develop your employees to turn them into high-value team members, as well as how to engage and retain them. We will cover this based on a model we created, signified by the acronym MAGNET, M-A-G-N-E-T. M is for Modernize Your Picture of Talent, which helps us more effectively attract high-value employees. A is for Advance Their Career and Learning, which helps us develop high-value employees. And the next four letters of the MAGNET acronym helps us retain high-value employees. G is for Grow Their Achievement. N is for Nourish Their Connections. E is for Engage Their Sense of Purpose. And T is for Treat All as Valued Employees. You know, sometimes we focus our attention on only our top performers, which can be a mistake. Let's listen to Melissa Donaldson, Chief Diversity Officer at Wintrust Bank, on the topic of whom we should focus our retention and development efforts. I think that organizations have to really differentiate from uh, highly popular employees to high value, high potential. Um, employees because they are really not synonymous, in, in my opinion. Everyone wants to feel, I believe, they want to feel valued, respected, included, challenged, and developed. And 
oftentimes, as studies show, that sort of attention tends to go to a very small population of employees, probably less than 30% of employees, which means that organizations are probably missing out on 70% or more of effort uh, that others could bring to the table. But if they do not feel like they have a voice in an organization, um, they will withhold a lot of discretionary effort because they will think, why bother? You know, I will take my talents and sow them elsewhere. So I think that's why it's important to really hold on to um, high value employees. Let's go back to the Zen story for a moment. There's a good chance that you've been through many training programs and have been a manager for years. And some part of you may feel like that Zen student, that you know a lot, and maybe you'll pick up a little bit from this course. But one thing that makes this course different is that I will constantly invite you to apply the learning to yourself. Your approach to leadership is a reflection of you, which provides you with a significant opportunity to grow personally from this course. This is not a school academic course, but instead it's about you, how you operate, how you attract, develop, and retain high-value employees. You'll also get the most from this course if you embrace what's called a growth mindset, developed by Professor Carol Dweck of Stanford University. A fixed mindset assumes that our character, intelligence, and creative ability are static givens, which we can't change. A growth mindset, on the other hand, is based on the belief that we can always grow and do better. This mindset thrives on challenge and sees failure not as the evidence of lack of capability, but rather as a springboard for growth and for stretching our existing abilities. Listen to Carol Dweck as she describes what it means to have a growth mindset in business. Many business leaders may say, well, growth mindset is nice, but I can't just reward effort. We're a business. Well, it's a misconception that a growth mindset is the same thing as just effort or praising effort. Um, of course, the bottom line matters. A growth mindset is about how people can develop their abilities, how they can engage in a process that brings a positive outcome in maybe a more creative way than you even imagined. It's not about just effort that might go nowhere or effort that repeats the same mistakes over and over. It's about learning. A growth mindset is about learning the growth of abilities through, yes, hard work, but also learning new strategies through instruction, mentorship, collaboration, and again, engaging in a process of growth and learning that brings about new creative outcomes. As we explore what it means to be a talent magnet, attracting and keeping high value employees, I will often give you pitfalls to avoid. And you will hear this sound when we're getting ready to describe a pitfall. And here is the first one. Thinking that once a high value employee comes, we make the assumption that they're here to stay. 
we often forget that people have choices and often leave, especially younger workers, if they're not fulfilled on the job. Another useful section of the modules in this course reflects what we call wisdom points, points about how you can apply these principles to more than your work life, but also your personal life with family, friends, and community members. When we are presenting a wisdom point, you'll hear the sound. So listen for that. I mentioned earlier that you'll hear from a manager and his team as they grapple with issues related to attracting, developing, and retaining talent. Okay, thanks, Bruce. Let's start by meeting the team at Alliance Resources. Tim is the manager of this group. I have a team of five people. Um, one is new, and the others have been around a while. They're good workers overall. Danielle is in her 30s and is a high-value employee. She's thoughtful, considerate, and collaborative, but has a low tolerance for policies and processes that make no real sense. I've been here for five years. Tim is nice, but I've gone to him every year to tell him I'm not making enough money and that people doing the exact same work as I do are making 30% more in other companies. Tim tells me he knows I am worth it, but that his hands are tied by HR policy. Honestly, I am looking around for the same type of job as I have now, but in a company that will pay me fairly, but no one knows that. Mark is the youngest member of the team and joined six months ago. He's bright and looking to make his mark, sorry for the pun, in the world. He thinks he deserves to have Tim's job within 12 months. I like this company. The people are nice and the work is interesting. I've read a lot about management and took several management courses in college, so I expect to move quickly up the ladder. Maybe I'll have Tim's job this time next year. For now, we'll meet one more member of the team, Alice, who's in her 50s. This is a good company in general, and the benefits are good. But I know I've been doing this job forever, and I can do it in my sleep, so honestly, it gets a bit boring. I don't think I'd leave, because at my age it might be difficult to start over, but many times I just go on autopilot when I'm working. It sounds like Tim has some actual and potential retention problems here, of which he is unaware. He also has a few other people who we'll meet later, and he has an open position he needs to fill, which we'll discuss in the next module. Some of the strategies we will discuss in this course will have an immediate positive impact. Others will blossom into remarkable results down the road. You know, the famous author Robert Louis Stevenson said, don't judge each day by the harvest you reap, but by the seeds that you plant. Before we move on, I want to give you another pop quiz. Listen to this short piece of classical music and tell me who is the composer and at what age he wrote this piece of music. The answer is Mozart, and the symphony was the Symphony No. 1 in E-flat. And unbelievably, he was eight years old when he wrote the symphony. He was a genius with natural talent, and of course we all want to find that when we recruit. Sometimes we'll find some level of talent in job candidates, and many other times we need to help our employees develop that talent. 
But in either case, our goal is to attract, develop, and retain high-value employees. In our next module, we will discuss how to find talent and develop a more mature understanding of what high-value employees look like. Thanks, and join me in the next module. So we've been working with Bruce for many years now. He's created some excellent content, also been a great supporter of Prodeo throughout the past few years. And we look forward to doing some more work with Bruce in future. Thanks for listening. I also want to thank Bruce for joining us today. We will meet back with Bruce and continue our conversation in our next episode, episode three, where we will be talking about ethical client acquisition, the other course we worked on together. Bye for now. Thanks for listening. Bye. Buongiorno. Yeah, buongiorno. <laughs> Bruce, um, yes, you, guys, yes. you guys might want to turn your video off. We get better audio quality when the videos oh. are not running. I'm so good looking. <laughs> Ha, <laughs> ha,